0: The COVID-19 public health crisis and fracturing of the state's economy cornered the market on news coverage since March. It is no exaggeration to say these are extraordinary times. Two public servants at the forefront of this medical and economic emergency are with us today, Governor Laura Kelly and David Toland, Secretary of the Kansas Department of Commerce. Thank you for being part of the first installment of the Kansas Reflectors podcast on state politics. I'm host Tim Carpenter.
1: It's really good to be here, Tim, particularly because it's your very first.
0: Governor Kelly, Secretary Toland, perhaps you can sketch for us where the pandemic has taken the state, uh, economically speaking, but in the context of the health crisis. How has it turned the dial?
1: Well, I think, Tim, if you recall, when I actually came into office, we were in an economic crisis at that point, uh, and it was my campaign pledge uh, to try to turn uh, Kansas around and put us on the road to prosperity. Uh, and we, we took a lot of steps very early on in the administration to put us on a better uh, economic uh, foundation. Uh, you know, we came into an uh, administration where the entire Department of Commerce and Secretary of Commerce Tolan is with me today, but we came into uh, an agency that's uh, charged with building our economy and growing Kansas that had been totally decimated and was really unable to perform that mission. So that was one of the very first things that we did was was to beef up uh, our Department of Commerce, and I think David will probably talk about that a little bit more as we go forward. We're very fortunate that we did that um, because what's happened now is that uh, the pandemic is really shaking economic foundations all across the country, and Kansas is no different. But we're very lucky that we did take those aggressive steps early on. Uh, You also remember that I vetoed two tax cuts uh, that the legislature proposed last year, which would have really uh, crumbled our foundation again. So we took some really smart, aggressive steps early on. Uh, that set us up uh, to, I'm not going to tell you that this hasn't impacted us economically, but we're in a whole lot better shape. And I think we're going to weather this better because of the steps that we took uh, very early on and the steps that we're taking now. You know, we we reacted to uh, the pandemic aggressively. You know, we, we shut down our schools we did the stay home order Uh, we took all the steps necessary to sort of stem uh, the spread uh, of the virus uh, and that set us up uh, to 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 stay the course economically and we're seeing that honestly uh you know with our revenue uh, numbers that are coming in every month we have, we have a lot of unemployment, we're, I'm fully cognizant of that, uh, and we're working, and I'll let David talk a little bit about that, what we're doing uh, to deal with those folks who have been displaced economically during this time.
0: Secretary Tolan, I know you've been limited in your capacity to get out there and mingle with the people, but what, what do you hear from people over the phone, or in what limited amount of time you've been able to go out there and see people? What do you, what do you see, Kansas economy? Well,
2: there's no question
0: that there's a lot
2: of suffering right now and that uh, businesses in some sectors have been hit particularly hard. The, the other situation, though, is that there's a lot of opportunity that's been created. We're seeing a dramatic increase in the number of economic development projects we're working that are related to medical products, that are related to distribution, e-commerce, and, and things like that. And so we're actually up 39% on our deal flow um, over where we were this time last year. And so, um, and some of that's about opportunities that were created in the current environment. The other part, though, as the governor said, is that we got to work in January of 2019. First thing was we got to get our, our sales force back uh back in place so we didn't have anybody representing kansas on the east coast or the west coast or in the mid-central states or in chicago so priority one was let's get that put back together so for the first time in seven years state of kansas has a business recruitment team that is full and that is firing on all cylinders and had we not done that as the governor said we would really be in a world of hurt right now
0: well, Governor, you, you, you've carried the responsibility of making a lot of decisions, as you said, about closing the K-12 public schools. There's stay-at-home orders, other executive actions, things you're still doing now. But sometimes you did this with imperfect information uh, because it's in real time. So can you, can you help us understand the weight of that duty?
1: Well, whenever you're making decisions that impact everybody's life, uh, it's huge. Uh, and so we, uh, from the very beginning, uh, decided to rely on science and our public health experts to help guide us through this. You know, uh, This is not their first rodeo in many ways. Our Secretary of Health and Environment uh, has been involved in a variety of emergency situations, both uh, domestically and internationally, uh, and has a lot of experience in dealing with uh, health emergencies so uh, we really did turn uh, to him uh, and to our emergency management folks and say, how do we best get through this? And so based on the, the data that, that they had to give us uh, and that we were getting from the CDC, uh, we made decisions uh, to, to shut down the schools, uh, to, to close our business, but then to start to reopen our business. You know, mm-hmm. All of that w- was based on the science that was available to us and best practices.
0: There are some folks that are are perhaps gleeful to second guess you here and there. (laughs) Is that kind of hard to take? I I know you were a state senator for 15 years. Maybe you have a thick skin from all that.
1: Well, not only was I a state senator for 14 years, but I'm also the mother of two girls. So uh, I'm used to a lot of back talk and uh, have figured out how to deal with that uh, over the years. Uh, You know, it is it is very unfortunate I think uh, that the legislature felt it necessary uh, to question uh, the authority that I had uh, to take care of the people of Kansas uh, I think they made some very bad decisions uh, that handcuffed my ability to do that uh, and put that onus uh, on our local elected officials uh, and we've seen how that's worked out you know since uh, they took away that responsibility we have seen a spike uh, in the number of positive cases. Uh, uh, and we've really seen some of our our local communities scrambling, trying to figure this out, how to deal with you know the politics that's so much closer, and more personal on a local level. Uh, you know, I'm able to rise above that a little bit and just deal with the science. Uh, it Gets much harder the closer uh, to the folks that you get. Mm-hmm.
0: Secretary Tulan, uh, you know, we have we'll just say around 10% unemployment. We now have an uptick in cases in Kansas, as do many other states. I know one of your priorities was to develop a new economic plan for the state government, Kansas Framework for Growth, I believe. Could you just explain where, what that is and, and where you're at? I guess the, the
2: basic principle that we've operated under is that we want to run the Department of Commerce like a business. And no business that is worth its salt operates without a business plan. But what had happened is that the last time the state of Kansas engaged in a strategic planning process around what our economic go- development goals should be was 1986. So we've gone 33, 34 years without developing a plan that looks at what, uh, what our strategic advantages are, um, where do we see headwinds and challenges, and what are the tools that we need in order to achieve our goals. So we kicked off the Framework for Growth planning process last year, and you know there's some pretty sobering data that came out of that. We really had um, a lost decade where we had lagging GDP growth in the state, lagging wage growth, lagging um, just uh, overall job growth, number of jobs in the state versus our competitors. Kansas really used to punch above its weight economically um, before, you know, uh, eight or nine years ago, and we slipped. Dramatically, And so what the framework for growth does is make the case for change. And this is about focusing on talent, innovation, digitization and broadband, advanced manufacturing, animal health, and then logistics and distribution. So we're going to finalize this plan um, in the next several weeks. And Governor will release it this fall, and this is going to be our north star on how we do economic development at the state, we hope, for um, for the better part of the next decade. And we've done it in an inclusive way where we've engaged over a 1,000 business leaders, community leaders across the state, urban, rural, suburban, in talking about what these goals should be and making sure that we've got a strategy that we're all um, going to support and buy into. Has
0: COVID changed any of the thinking that's gone into that so far, or just reinforced the ideas? Uh, Both, actually. So we will
2: actually be the first state in the nation, as far as we know, to develop an economic development strategy that that reflects COVID. Um, And so we'll be releasing this in the fall. And um, what changed a little bit is that we didn't have quite as much of an emphasis on medical products and and the like um, in the original draft. And so COVID hit and we realized that there's actually a flourishing sector of of companies that are engaged in this kind of work, as well as manufacturers that have been able to quickly pivot Mm -hmm. to create, um, to develop PPE and, and other critical needs items. So that was a change. I guess the other change would be we're going even deeper on logistics and distribution and e-commerce we knew that would be a priority before and it has been for the state for for a number of years and you know the governor has has supported this going back to the intermodal at edgerton um, a decade ago and so we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, dividends from that paying off now but uh, we're going to go even deeper in the future
0: governor mr tolan you can both dip into this i'm thinking about the federal aid packages trillions of dollars uh, Payroll Protection Program. These are loans to help businesses keep their uh, employees uh, on the payroll. And then there's, uh, I think, Kansas received, you know, running through the state government, at least, at $1.2 billion. So what's your assessment of those federal relief programs?
1: Well, they're absolutely essential, and uh, K- Kansas did receive $1.25 billion, uh, some of that being siphoned off to go directly to Johnson County and to Sedgwick County. Uh, leaving about a billion uh, in the in the state kitty to be then distributed out uh, we have already uh, done that to the 103 other counties that did not get the direct uh, allocation from the feds uh, and so we we set up a formula to ensure that everybody was treated fairly uh, but that uh, we also addressed uh, those areas that had been hit the hardest uh, both uh, with covid uh, but also with unemployment so there was a, there was a formula used for a special pot of money mm-hmm. uh, that will be distributed to those communities. So uh, we, we've got that up and running. We're moving into phase round two of uh, that, which will be uh, making funds available for public private partnerships uh, or public entities or private entities uh, that uh, address specific uh, issues related to COVID. So we uh, we're, we're working hard to get that money invested into our local communities uh, so that we can help them shore up uh, their economies. Uh, and we're also waiting with bated breath uh, for the feds to come up with another round of stimulus uh, to allow uh, both the state but local units of government to backfill uh, some of the lost revenue that we've all experienced uh, during this time.
2: Go ahead. And I guess what I would add on to what the governor said is that. We've really worked hard to make sure that businesses understand these programs and have the supports that they need to access them. And so when you look at PPP as an example, um, you had a very chaotic situation where a lot of money was suddenly made available with sometimes vague and confusing regulations coming from the federal government. what we did at Commerce and what folks across the state, um, economic, local economic development professionals, um, trade associations and others, is um, work to, to kind of hold hands with businesses, make sure they they know what they need to do, be clear and concise on on the instructions, and get it done, and so what you see is that Kansas actually outperformed many other comparable states in the number of businesses that receive PPP loans and average loan size based on um, our population. So that's a a good news story, but it took a lot of work and and a real sense of partnership to make that happen.
0: Governor, if you can just look ahead, what would be an example of a public-private partnership that you think this kind of second round of, of federal aid money m- might fit into? Can you think of a project or something, just well, as an example? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I
1: think you could look at some of the programs that people have needed to put in place on a local level uh, to deal with uh, some of the the social issues. Um, problems that have occurred because of this. And so I can see us partnering uh, with our, our local mental health advocates and whatnot to provide uh, additional services to folks uh, who are suffering because of um, COVID-19.
0: Mr. Tolan, is there a way that commerce can help the state give rise to a more technologically resilient workforce? And I'm uh, we kind of have this age of disruption that may not be going away for a while. Is there things that you can do? You can't flip a switch and do this, but you know, businesses that are, that uh, fit with the with the idea of people working from home or you know, improving technology. I think you mentioned broadband. Broadband could be part of that.
2: Absolutely. So, I think the first <coughs> thing we have to do is be clear-eyed about the economic realities that we're facing right now, and one of those is that um, some of the jobs that have have, uh, disappeared are gone forever. And so what's essential is that we provide the the training supports to make sure that these workers will be able to come back and make good living wages and be part of of the growth that is going to happen when we come out of COVID. And so um, we're working really hard with our community college partners, with tech schools, with higher ed, um, and through our Kansas Works system to make sure that uh, we're aligning the needs of business with the skills of workers.
0: Governor, there are tens of thousands of Kansans looking for work. What can your administration do to help those folks?
1: Well, I think uh, Secretary has just talked about some of the things we've done. They've, they've set up a uh, Kansas Work System uh, where people who are currently unemployed, uh, there, there is actually a website uh, that matches uh, employers who are looking for folks, folks who are unemployed. So that's already there, and I, that's been up for. Um, the better part of the pandemic, so uh, that was something that uh, Commerce did very, very quickly uh, in response to this. Uh, I think you know the the training. Uh, you know, there's been some training that's been going on, for instance, down in Wichita at Wichita Tech, uh, to allow some of our aviation industry workers uh, to be retrained, retooled to work on different kinds of. Uh, you know, if if you if you can't be building a 737 Max, you know, could you be building a ventilator? And so they've been retrained uh, to work on those kinds of projects versus the ones that they had been doing. So we're we're well on our way to that. We recognize that immediately as something we were going to need to do. Uh, and I think we're continuing to explore other avenues that will be beneficial to a lot of people in the long time.
2: And, and you know, we, we talk a lot about innovation, and um, it can be kind of unclear what that means. But COVID has exposed that, we, we have innovators everywhere in our, in our state and in our businesses. So we've got um, folks that, that sewed upholstery for speed boats that suddenly switched to making surgical gowns because that was needed during COVID. We have distilleries that switched from making uh, uh, spirits to making hand sanitizer. As Governor said, um, Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita partnered with ViAir, which is a California company that um, is building ventilators. And so going from making the fuselages of 737 MAXs to making ventilators, um, it shows what we can do. And, um, and so we want to continue that spirit of innovation, we want to foster that spirit of innovation, and have the tools to support businesses as they branch out into new product lines.
0: Governor Kelly. Did- Department of Labor has struggled under the weight of all of these unemployed folks making application for benefits. The Labor Secretary has departed recently, and you've brought in consultants to help streamline the process and get the checks to laid off, for load people. So what are you doing on that front? Well, uh,
1: you, you said it. We, we have brought in, we've appointed an acting secretary, my former deputy chief of staff, uh, to sort of oversee the operations there. And what uh, Secretary Wright has done is to bring in a variety of consultants uh, and new personnel, uh, particularly in the IT uh, function, uh, because we Kansas is dealing with uh, what Accenture, which is one of the consultants, has said is probably the most antiquated uh, system in the country, uh, and so... Sometimes it's
0: not good to be number one. Eh? It is
1: not good to be number one in this particular case, and we knew that. I mean, you know, the the Labor Department was working on modernizing that system, and then this hit, and, you mm-hmm. know, everything had to be put on hold, but it means that we're dealing with a relic uh, that uh, there are very few people trained... Uh, t- to program on this so but we've found some who are we've brought them on Uh, they're there we've also been training with uh, accenture's help uh, training folks uh, to actually work in our call centers and to field these calls Uh, we've set up um, amelia uh, which is a a system to uh, answer frequently ask questions uh, that people can just you know I mean you see this all the time when you are you know you're an e-commerce or something and you get you know an assistant to chat with about questions you might have we've got that set up and I believe this morning I heard uh, Amelia has already responded to over 30,000 uh, calls which means that you know that's freeing up the call center uh, to answer questions that that can't be answered uh, by Amelia so uh, we're, we're working very very hard to do that, I do want to say that with all of this uh, that's happened, though, uh, and and all of the problems that we've had, we still have been taking care of over 200,000 Kansans and and pushed out over 1.2 billion dollars in unemployment benefits uh, throughout the state. So, uh, it's been. It, uh, wild and crazy, uh, but we, we, in spite of that, we've been able to to get some of the work done. And with uh, the new resources we're bringing on, I think we're we're going to see this uh, go better in the I future. I have a
0: subtext question about unemployment. There's a Brownback Governor Brownback era law that bans a person from jobless benefits for five years if accused of unemployment fraud, taking too much money and. Uh, and a check from unemployment in the past and so the idea is that if you're caught you've got to pay that money back pay interest penalties <coughs> and excuse me and then and then for five years you can't get any help if, if you end up jobless and what is Kansas has the toughest law by uh, a factor of maybe a couple of years uh, of any of any state in the nation in terms of this kind of penalty do we think that law went a bit far
1: Well, I think uh, what we need to be doing in situations like this is case by case. You know, there is fraud uh, that goes on in this. In fact, we're seeing an uptick uh, in identity theft right now within our unemployment system uh, where people are applying for benefits under somebody else's name. So there's no doubt that you've got to have uh, systems in place to hold people accountable. And for people who, you know, it's just a sinister move on their part, Uh, not only should they be denied benefits for five years, they probably uh, you know, ought to be paying other consequences. But when you talk about people uh, for whom it was an honest mistake, uh, you know, or just they didn't know, uh, or they were unaware, I think we really need to be dealing with that on a uh, case-by-case basis and not do blanket punishment.
0: Secretary Toland, do you, we're, we're going to six months, whatever we're going to be in the tw- 2021 legislative session. Do you have any ideas about economic development? policy that you might propose to those? Uh, Any elements of your economic development plan that require legislative approval, for example? Well, Um, I
2: think what you'll see is that we're going to use the framework for growth and its recommendations to to guide um, the legislative agenda for economic development going forward. Um, You know, we want to make sure that we have the right toolkit to support these priority areas around talent innovation digitization advanced manufacturing logistics and animal health Mm -hmm. and so many of our economic development tools are 15 20 25 years old and while they were once cutting edge um, other states emulated what kansas did and so we've got to make sure that we're we're benchmarking and that we're keeping up and uh, so i I think you'll see our legislative
0: package reflecting some of those it'd be nice if you could figure out how to to make all those programs more publicly accountable for the tax dollars being expended. Um, well, one as, thing, just as a, a regular citizen of Kansas, I'm a little frustrated that people can score millions of dollars in benefits, and we can't figure out whether or not that worked or not. Well, one thing that
2: I'm really proud of, and that Governor Kelly directed us from day one, is to be more transparent in how we operate at the Department of Commerce, and so we launched last year a transparency database at KansasCommerce.gov where any person can go and look up what state incentives were received by any company in the state. So you can look it up by county, you can look it up by company name, and you can see what they got. So that's the kind of commitment to transparency that I think is really important as we rebuild this agency and get fully back up on our feet.
1: You know, I think if I could add on to that, the other thing that we – when after big time were the no bid contracts, uh, so that uh, you know we're we're putting you know as many as we can putting through the regular process of uh, with all eyes on taking a look at this, so we're not giving advantages to.
0: Yeah, the previous governors were very fond of no bid contracts, in fact, some of them I think one of them was worth more than a hundred million dollars, which seems extraordinary.
1: Well, and we have in the time that we've been here, we have we have. Uh, examined a lot of those contracts, and we have ended a, a lot of those contracts, and we have saved the state of Kansas hundreds of millions of dollars by doing that.
0: Governor Kelly, as you well know, K-12 public schools were shut down in terms of in-person classes in the spring. They're they're going to try, and the universities did likewise, they're going to make an effort to bring people back to those schools and campuses in August, but um, can you talk about it? There are, we're talking about a lot of jobs there. These are, these are thousands and thousands of jobs. There's a lot of the economy that's tied to these institutions, the schools and the universities, all the job other ancillary jobs and services, the universities, K-12 schools. You have parents that are trying to work. Uh, if, if the kids are not going to school, you're talking about daycare. The daycare system can't come even close to approximating the demand. So how important is it uh, to, to get people back into these educational environments?
1: I think there's nothing I want more nothing uh, most Kansans want more than uh to get back to normal. Uh and that would include uh having our kids you know wait outside for the bus and show up at the school. Uh that's what we all want. Uh, but just as we had to make a decision last spring uh, to close down uh, because of this uh, virus, uh, we have got to remember that the virus is still with us, uh, and we have got to use, again, the science and the data uh, to determine uh, how and when uh, we can safely open our schools.
0: Um, so do. You- how, how do you see going forward you know is there a strategy in terms of say the public schools?
1: well the State Department of Education has put together a very comprehensive uh, guidance document for all of our uh, individual school districts uh, offering a, a hybrid of, of different ways or or different options including a hybrid uh, for some online some in classroom Uh, there's the option for all online there you know they would look at is it if it's possible to bring kids back into the building uh, full-time so those are out there our school districts just got the that guidance yesterday Uh, i believe they're looking at that Uh, and the other thing that uh, is in there are you know how do you make your classroom safer And so uh, I think our schools, our teachers, uh, our parents all need some time to digest all of that and and really put it all together in a workable plan uh, for each of the school districts uh, and then move forward.
0: Secretary Toland, I'm thinking about the Kansas economy, and we must have some sort of competitive advantages, um, you know, clear blue skies, I don't know, what, what are some of our economic advantages that perhaps you can rely upon going forward to, to help the state's residents? Well, I mean,
2: as we were just talking, it, it's based on education. So you know, we have a terrific K-12 system, we have a terrific higher ed system. Um, we are number 11 in the production of college grads per capita among the 50 states. Um, Where we haven't done as good a job is on retaining those college grads. Uh, But we think we've got a real opportunity there. Um, We also have a competitive advantage that's been developed over decades in aerospace, advanced manufacturing, food and agriculture, um, and, and distribution. As we've talked, we've got terrific infrastructure here um, that you know, reflects the investments of, of generations of, of leaders in, in roads, in, in schools. We're working really hard in the Kelly administration on broadband and getting that infrastructure um, to where we, need, where we need to be. And, so, um, and then finally, we've got geographic positioning that is tremendously advantageous in this time. So being in the middle of the country, um, being within uh, easy access to a large percentage of the population of this country is great for e-commerce distribution logistics, as I've said. So, we've got a ton of advantages, and the bottom line, I keep going back to, is talent. It's our people. It's it's the. It's the, the quality of the worker that you have in Kansas. It's the culture we have in our communities where we take care of one another and uh, you know, where we're looking to the future. And so that's, that's ultimately um, the, the casserole of, um, of advantages that we think Kansas serves up.
0: Governor Kelly, a final thought here. I'm, I'm, I know there are concerns about the revenue stream coming into the state and the potential going forward of uh, massive budget cuts. I know you want to protect core services, but could, could deep cuts jeopardize uh, economic growth? And I'm thinking here about the investment you've tried to make in the Kansas Department of Transportation and kind of putting that back on solid footing. So do you have concerns there?
1: Well, there's no doubt that uh, deep cuts uh, to our economic drivers uh, would not only stall us out but send us backwards and that's why in my first round of allotments if if you look closely Mm -hmm. I really protected those things that I see uh, as the the economic foundation of the state so we we left our roads and broadband alone Uh, we left our education system uh, alone we tried to leave information technology uh, alone so that you know, when we come out of this, we left the Department of Commerce alone so that when we come out of this, we still have in place uh, the economic drivers and the foundation to build on. You know, I don't want, you know, when this is all over uh, for things to be in Kansas like they were in January 2019 when I came in, you know, and our roads were crumbled and, you know, we we had to rebuild the infrastructure. I'm trying to avoid that uh, as much as possible because this will end. You know, and I want a, us to be positioned as best as possible to 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 really skyrocket in growth uh, again. Uh, we I think we were on the verge of that as, as this hit. So, um, and as Secretary Toland said, you know, Kansas is actually in a better position. Uh, you know, we've been rocked, but not nearly to the degree uh, that some other states have been. Uh, and I think that speaks well uh, to uh, the budgeting uh, that we did, uh, the budgets that we presented, the, the smart policy moves we made last year uh, but but it's also the diversity of our economy you know that we are not so dependent uh, and the fact that we were able to put back in place a, a at least part of three-legged stool in our, our revenue structure, so that we, unlike, say, a state like Florida, where it's so dependent upon tourism and tax do- or sales tax dollars, uh, that this was a huge hit, or Texas, where there's no state income tax, but they're very dependent on property taxes and oil and gas uh, and sales tax, they got they got hit very hard. The fact that we we sort of put back in a balanced approach uh, has really helped us weather this storm.
0: Well, excellent. I want to thank Governor Laura Kelly and David Toland, Secretary of the Department of Commerce, for being with us today at the Kansas Reflectors podcast. You both are making decisions that impact all of our lives, both our health and our, the economics of our, our, our families. So thank you both for being here. Yep,
1: you're welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Good luck with this.
0: We are the Kansas Reflector. Thanks for listening. Please sign up for our newsletter at kansasreflector.com. It's delivered to your inbox every morning.